Hey, everybody. Welcome to the Patty G Show. We are here with Carrie Ruiz of Alive and Well. We're going to be talking about mental health. We're going to be talking about the downtown development district here in Baton Rouge, taking care of yourself in the workplace, and finding time to unwind and relax in your everyday life when, in reality, let's be honest, there is not a lot of time to do that in my normal day. And so I'm sure a lot of people are going to be facing the same type of stuff we're going to get all into that, but before we do, I want to give a big, wonderful shout-out to the amazing people that keep this show coming your way each and every week. Government Taco, Falaya Real Estate, Mallard Bay Outdoors, Horizon Financial Group, and Mercedes-Benz of Baton Rouge. Without further ado, Carrie, welcome to the show. Good to see you. Glad to have you on, man. I'm glad you we reached out and we got connected and we're making this happen, man. I'm excited to hear about... The roller coaster of a career that you've had <laughs> over the years of your life, man. Yeah, well, thank you. I uh, appreciate you having me here and uh, get to tell my story. Absolutely. So for those that may not be aware, who the heck are you and what do you do? Yeah, my name's Kerry Ruiz. Uh, I'm, I have a business with my wife uh, called Alive and Well. Uh, it's a wellness studio. Uh, our goal each and every day is that uh, our our clients and friends that come to our studio uh, kind of have a, a home away from home, a place where they can go and get away from any kind of stress, worries they may have. Uh, so we try to create a real safe place. We have, uh, of course, we have some workout equipment, but we also have uh, infrared sauna. We have a peace room with a, a zero-gravity chair that you can lay back in and, and rest and watch guided meditations. And we also have a beautiful uh, yoga and Tai Chi room that we both utilize at different times. And uh, my wife is a dietitian, so uh, she combines the nutrition piece. Uh, we were told once that we, we should call ourselves body and soul because Paula focuses on the body piece, the body aspect of nutrition and eating right. And then my piece is working on Tai Chi and working as a, also a life coach, working with people to determine their spirit and what they want to do with their lives or what they want to do with their health and that kind of thing. Gotcha. So how did you get into this? Because initially, from my understanding, it did not start in this path. No, no. Uh, I, you know, I, I'm, I'm of that 60s generation, late 60s. I was born, and uh, I remember uh, every birthday getting erector sets or science kits, you know, the encouragement to become an engineer, you mm -hmm. know, you know, trying to guide me along. And so, uh, I grew up in Baton Rouge and, uh, my path led into banking for many, many years, credit unions and, uh, Hibernia bank, which is Hibernia bank. Yeah. That's a, an older name. Yeah. It, it, it was a great place to be. And, and then it turned into capital one years later. Um, and then uh, I became self-employed. That took me to the downtown area, putting on events. Uh, so how, how did you leave the banking industry, which is kind of seen as like this very stable, people go here for security, and then kind of hop it on your own? Yeah, it, it's really amazing. Uh, people ask me that all the time. I was working in banking. I loved the people I worked with. I loved going to work each day. But it wasn't my heart and soul. And so one day I got this idea. I said, you know, I'm going to go talk to a career counselor. And so I, I went to this career counselor and I said, you know, I wake up, I, you know, I love the people I work with, but motivation wise, I'm looking for something different. And uh, I never forget the advice she gave me. She goes, if you can't find your satisfaction during the workday, look for it afterwards. And so I pursued volunteer work got involved with the American Cancer Society and started chairing the Relay for Life and was an all-night walk for cancer. As I did that, I had to book bands. I had to book staging, sound systems, market. Next thing I know, Capital One buys out Hibernia, closes my department and says that this department's going to be closed in the next year, be considering a new position at the new company. That's a pretty, yeah. um, that's not a pleasant email to get on like no. a Friday or afternoon or something. Right. I mean, that's when you hear that from your employer saying, Hey, you need to start looking somewhere else <laughs> that can like kind of start ruffling your feathers a little bit, make you a little bit uncomfortable. Yeah. So I was a little nervous and, uh, 
I was leaving the office one afternoon, and I was approached by the Downtown Business Association, a representative. And they said, you know, we uh, witnessed you organizing Relay for Life. We were there. We saw the bands. We saw the staging. And you did a phenomenal job. Would you consider doing Live After Five? You know, and my friends and family know I'm a music fanatic. I've loved music since I was a kid, concerts, collect records. This was like a dream come true. And I jumped at it. I jumped at it. So it it timed out just right. It, It really was a... A blessing. I uh, started my own company. I uh, started doing Live After Five. I represented the Downtown Business Association with the, all the businesses downtown. I got asked to do the Christmas event for the city of Baton Rouge for Mayor Holden and his team, and I did that for four straight years. Baton Rouge Blues Fest. Uh, You're like the downtown guy. Yeah, I was like. the downtown guy for about five years, and uh, it was a tremendous learning experience organization and and uh, getting to do something I love being around music and entertainment uh and then uh, somewhere along the line uh, you know I realized you know, you're not getting any younger at some point and, <laughs> and uh, a job came calling and then I said okay so I worked for a few years at uh Jacobs Engineering okay so I went back <clears throat> yeah how did I get there uh, but hang on now hang on hang on <laughs> So we started in the financial industry. Yeah. We're doing banking. And then we shifted into the entertainment venue, hospitality division. Yeah. And now we're going to en- engineering. Yeah. Was there ever any schooling or education <laughs> or teaching to you know, kind of bridge these gaps? Or like how, like, how did all this come together? So uh, it, it's kind of a neat story. While I was doing uh, the events, I also utilized, uh, while I was in banking, I got into corporate education. Okay. That's the pathway it took me. And so while I was doing events downtown, I was also consulting as an executive coach. I would go into companies and work with their employees, help them do 360 feedback reports, determine their strengths, what are their weaknesses, how can we get better at it. So I developed a a really uh, uh, precise program of helping people determine what they're good and bad at, or what they can improve at, development opportunities we call them, right? And so uh, the job at Jacobs was very, very similar to Capital One in Hibernia. Okay. I went in, I had a team of 50 employees, and I had to determine their strengths and weaknesses and assign them to projects based on their personality type, their skills, and their knowledge. That's a pretty important role to have yeah. within that size of an industry. Yeah, it, it, was, uh, <clears throat> it, it was a great job. A lot of stress. A lot of stress, and uh, it taught me a lot about uh, work-life balance. And, uh, you know, I definitely, I guess if you would get someone to rate what I did back then, they'd say, well, he definitely was a feeler type person. Yeah, I was more on the sensitive side. Uh, So, you know, uh, it, it was a great experience, but my new position came up. Well, I wouldn't say position, opportunity with my wife. It was kind of a dream come true. Uh, she had had a business for over 20 years at the time. And, uh, she's a nutritionist, dietitian, personal trainer. She teaches yoga and she was finding that that's what she really, really loves. But the, the task of running a business were keeping her away from the things she loved. QuickBooks. Yeah. There's a, there's a strong disconnect. Yeah. For entrepreneurs loving their craft and then actually having to focus on the business side. You know, right. the the working on your business and not the working in your business. Yeah. It, it's very different. And for some that love the craft of being in their business, then on the business almost like takes a back seat. Yeah. And that's kind of what happened. And the pandemic started. A lot of changes were going on. And so we saw it as an opportunity. I said, you know, look, I could come in and run your business all day long. I could, I could do the things you dislike and let you do the things you love. And, uh, and so it looked uh, more and more promising, and uh, we made it happen. We said, let's do this. But, so, of course, I wanted a piece of that. Well, I was, I was, about, I was about to say, <laughs> hang on now. So we've got, we've got, a, we've got a husband-wife dynamic occurring Yeah, where the wife is, uh, you know, 100% owner of the business 
Um, and I mean, we're not going to get into your, your whole tax situation and Mary <laughs> filing joint versus Mary filing separate, but you, you've got this ownership that she has inside of her of, I've done this for 20 something years. This right. is mine. You know, they, it almost becomes like a child for yeah. some entrepreneurs. They've yeah, built yeah. this, they've grown this, they've nurtured this business to, to be what it is. And then now to have this husband who's been kind of going all across the board to now say, Hey, I'll come help you with your business. I want a little, I want a little piece of the action. You know, how was how was that conversation, and how did you approach it? <laughs> you, you, you hit on it perfectly. You know, it was a, it was real. Yeah, you know, I'm coming in, corporate education, executive coach. <laughs> right. I'm going to tell her how to do this. You know, she, I'm sure she took know. it really well. Yeah, yeah. And she's like, your shirt's wrinkled, or you know, you put on a different shirt, put on a different pair of pants, and I'm like that doesn't matter. I'm going to be doing workouts and stuff. They're not going to see me, you know? And so we, we both, uh, I guess that was why we love each other so much is we, we, we can communicate. And, uh, at the end of the day, we sit back and we go, you know what? These, these things that we worry about in demand are because we care so much about what we're doing, you know? And, and so I had no problem. I understand what that business means to her. I understand that if I have to get up a little early and press my shirt, I'll do it, you know? And if she has to take some advice from me on operational issues, she will do that, right? So it definitely requires communication. And, you know, it's funny. We come in and she goes immediately to her task She's so uh, driven about taking care of her clients with their diet plans or their workouts. And, and then me, I'm so focused on learning more about Tai Chi and the benefits of it and the effects. And, you know, it, whether I have a, a client come in with Parkinson's or cancer or anxiety, I'm thinking, okay, how am I going to develop this workout specifically for that person? And so we kind of go to our separate little corners and we do our thing. And then when it's our time to use the big room, we come and go, right? We pick our music and we get it going. Um, so it's really been, uh, we've been doing this almost three years now. And uh, it's, it's, it's a joy to wake up each day to do a job that you love so passionately that people tell you they see it. They see how passionate you are because I remember being in less passionate situations going, eh, when's Friday getting here? Yeah, you know. <laughs> when, 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 is, when is 5 o'clock? You know? yeah, when are we clocking out and going to be done with for the day? Right, right. Yeah. So. I think that like goes back to what you said in the beginning about finding your passion. Mm-hmm. <clears throat> finding what you want to jump out of bed and go after. Right. You know, we had a Kay Godin on the show a few weeks ago and she talked about her husband being like Jackie Chan and literally jumping out of bed for how eager he is to go run his business. You know, and if you find that passion within yourself, whether it's in your nine to five or it's in your post nine to five or it's in your business you run, whatever it may be in, when you find that passion, it's almost like you found your purpose. You found your gold and you're going to do everything that you can to continue to have that happen. Right. And, and going through life, if you're in that position, you're thinking, is that day ever going to come? Is that day ever going to come? And when it does, holy cow, it's like, yeah. And I was telling her today, I said, you know what? I'm thinking back, uh, I was thinking about the show tonight, and I said, you know, thinking about all the roles I've had in my life, even the ones I hated, I learned something critical from each one of them that I still use today, you know, and, uh, it taught me, I said, it's a very valuable lesson that, you know, you must always do your best. Even when you're in a position and you're going, why am I here? Why am I here? You got to shake loose of that and do your best because you're going to take something from that job and someone's watching you. That person that saw you at the Relay for Life Mm -hmm. that takes you from banking to putting on live concerts, (laughs) you know, (laughs) it's a drastic change. But it happened. Yeah. So what it what has if if you're open to it, what has been your least favorite position you've held? Uh, that's a tough one. Uh, I, you know, 
I guess I worked for a small business for a, a short period of time uh, uh, years ago that uh, I went from a big, big banking situation with a ton of people to an office with like two people. And That's I, drastic. It was drastic. And I, 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 I was brought in to be like a manager, operational manager type thing. And uh, it, it just was, like you said, so drastic that I, I, as a people person, it was just such a big change. And, you know, that's after the, the banking world. That's after the Jacobs world. That's after putting on live concerts and the Christmas event with 20,000 people to an office with one or two people. And uh, that, uh, that was probably the situation where I was craving that people person in me to, I felt like I wasn't being able to serve somebody. And that's kind of, been critical to all the roles I've had, being able to serve someone or help someone in some capacity. And I felt that that was missing at that time. And so uh, it you appreciate it even more now that I'm in a role that I can do that. I can do it seven days a week if I want to. Yeah, you, you control when you're able to help that person yeah. and how many people you are to, you're able to help at a time. Right, right. So the, the music scene in Baton Rouge, when you were handling Live After Five, what was that like? And what, what year are we in for some, well, some so timeline talking, reference? Uh, yeah, 2007 through 2012. Okay, so five, that's, that's a pretty long stint. Yeah. Uh, so, you know, the role, the way it works is, is Downtown Business Association, uh, that is their fundraiser. Okay. So your role, uh, my role was actually like a, a marketing and executive director. So uh, when Live After Five wasn't going on, it was eight weeks in the spring and eight weeks in the fall, uh, you were to be downtown helping create cohesion. All okay. the businesses worked together. And uh, I remember uh, when I first started, I came, in came downtown, I had my coat and tie on, I was going to change the world, you know. <laughs> I wanted to create this communication that I had learned through all my education and corporate training skills. And uh, so Live After Five was only a piece of it. Uh, the other piece was to create success downtown, the new downtown Baton Rouge. And so uh, the music piece was exciting. It, it was fun. Uh, I really focused, uh, you can probably look back at the history of Live After Five and see uh, how it changes. And I guess through my stint, I put a real heavy focus on local bands. Okay. There were so many, I mean, I would get calls all week about these passionate and very talented local bands that getting an opportunity to be on the stage at Life After Five, I mean, they'd do it for free. We, of course, we didn't, but it was just so critically important to them. And I was like, and, and they had their legions of local fans that would write me letters, you know, please book this band, they're so good. So... Uh, you know, it was fun. I probably, you know, the it, it was it was an it was a challenge. You know, getting street closures and getting sponsorships and booking the bands and signing contracts and, you know, uh, it, it, there's a lot to do to it. Uh, you know, doing the advertising and design, uh, it was a lot of fun. Um, and, uh, you know, I I, I don't know. It, it it was a learning experience. It helped me leap forward towards the blues fest. We had Johnny Winter play. It was uh, quite an experience there. And then uh, I guess the one that tops it all off is the city's Christmas event. We had three stages. We had music on two stages. We had 5,000 pounds of snow. Uh, <laughs> snow in Baton Rouge. <laughs> fireworks. <laughs> fireworks on the Mississippi. And, you know, uh, I guess one of my proud moments each year was this more or less a 10-minute window. Uh, I guess it tested my abilities of organization, but basically within a 10-minute span, the 10-minute mark meaning the fireworks go off, within that 10-minute span, I had to get a Baton Rouge fire truck off a of river road up North Street, North Boulevard, to the main stage, drop off the, the mayor and his wife and Santa Claus, get them on stage, get a band off of stage and Ned Fasula's band orchestra put on stage, get to the mic, do presentations. And then I had to coordinate 
the light of the tree going on at the same time as the fireworks go off on the Mississippi River. And uh, it all had to happen precisely in a 10-minute span of time. And just getting the band off the stage was and a new one on. Yeah, that is not an easy feat. Yeah. And I think the, the most fear that I've ever experienced in my whole life was the first year. They have a little box. I'm giving away secrets here. Uh-oh, Baton Rouge Our, Secrets. Baton Rouge Secrets. Okay, let's get them. We had a little <laughs> red box with a button on it that they would put on the main podium for the mayor. It was just a black, a little box. <laughs> the key was, is there was an employee underneath the tree. And so they would watch a sign from me that when the mayor pushed the button, the tree lights would come on. <laughs> <laughs> so it wasn't connected? <laughs> no, no, it wasn't connected. So uh, that fear We've was been that, lied. Fir- that first year. <laughs> I realized at the last minute, did I remind the employee to get under the tree and push and put the button into the library wall? And uh, thank God he had Mr. Al St. Pierre. He's a great man. He worked for Department of Public Works, electrician for years and years. He had my back. And so everything went off, the button pushed, the lights went off, and the, the fireworks went off on the Mississippi River. That's incredible. So, uh, but, you know, that was about a nine-month event. In the April. Planning? Yeah, in April I would order the Christmas tree. 35-foot Christmas tree that they would transport from Washington State in an 18-wheeler and bring it here and install it uh, a week after Thanksgiving. So uh, uh, good times. But it, it taught me a lot. It, those organizational skills helped me today mm-hmm. with planning and planning out uh, workout routines and uh, Tai Chi sessions and all that. So, so and you, are you – familiar or involved with anything they do now downtown yeah like that the live after five and stuff like that i mean i know it's been you've finished in 12 it's been a decade since yeah then. uh it's funny you mentioned that just last week i joined the dba okay i joined the downtown business association <laughs> as a small business and you may say well why did you do that well my wife and i have a passion it's a path we want to take. We have a bunch of ideas. <laughs> but one of our pathways is to be able to go into workplaces and do wellness fairs, workshops. Uh, you know, maybe uh, she do a 30-minute Pilates or a yoga session, and then I come in and do 30 minutes of Tai Chi or anything like that. Because the people come in the class are going, man, I wish we had this at work, you know. And so, yeah, I remember being at Jacob's with, 1,200 people in one building trying to hit deadlines and trying to get the work done and working. We get to work at 6 a.m. and get off at 5 and 6 o'clock at night. You know, it, it, it was a real struggle. Uh, your very clients were in the building that you were trying to work for. So you had, you had a lot of stress on your shoulders. And I'm thinking, wow, Tai Chi would do them well. You know, have a guy come in at 1230 and let your employees go into the big workout room and do a 15-minute session of Tai Chi to get them through the afternoon or prior to work. And so I joined the DBA because I remember working with all the businesses, and I thought, I want, I want people to know what we do. I want people to know that there's options out there, that uh, our, our sole purpose is to help you and your employees feel better, be more efficient, more functional at work, and look forward to or feel energized at work. And uh, no better way to do that than to different forms of Tai Chi to get your blood flowing and get the energy moving through your body. Uh, so join the DBA, and I'm looking forward to our first meeting so I can reintroduce myself. Absolutely. Uh, yeah. and w- with your own business now. With my own business. So let's talk a little bit about Tai Chi. Yeah. What exactly is it for those that may, na- may not have ever heard of it? Absolutely. Uh, Tai Chi uh, is a old, old martial art. Uh, it started off way back, you know, there's, there's arguments over how old it actually is. Uh, some say 1,500 years. Some people say 5,000 years. It was originally started as a martial art to help soldiers become efficient in battle. Through time, what it has morphed into, morphed into is a slow-moving meditation. Uh, 
scientific studies have shown that the combination of breathing <clears throat> properly and slow movement of Tai Chi lowers blood pressure, it lowers anxiety, it lowers depression. And the reason it does that is a lot of us live our lives in a fight-or-flight mode. Oh, my gosh. Right? 24-7 is fight-or-flight. Yeah, so our nervous system, if we're always living right here, peaked out, our body is getting exhausted. It's, it's like, okay, something's going to give because that rest and relaxation nervous system is way down here and it's out of balance. Okay, so the movements of Tai Chi, what we do is we combine proper breathing, which is taking a deep breath in, letting it go fully into your belly. Your belly should expand like a balloon. And as you exhale, the belly should sink in and the air should come back out. You'd be surprised how many people do it the opposite way. They, they breathe in and the stomach goes in and they, they, they don't breathe properly. Or due to stress or anxiety, they keep it stuck in their chest. They do shallow breathing, creates anxiety, creates worries, stress. So the first thing Tai Chi does is it gets that breath coming in so that your, your lungs inflate and your whole body is getting relaxed. Secondly, we combine specific moves combined with the breathing you get into what's called a flow the flow is kind of i always give an example of us if you ever fill your car up with gas and you're you're in a good mood and you you're going to do something fun and you get there and you go well, i don't remember driving here you know you're kind of in the flow right that's what happens with tai chi you're in a room some soft music is playing I, i'm leading you with some visualization <clears throat> You're not thinking about the bills. You're not thinking about your worries or work tomorrow. For that period of time, you're moving. You're thinking about your next move. You're thinking about breathing. You're listening to this Tai Chi instructor tell you a story about being on the beach with the wind blowing and a soft breeze going by. You're thinking about that, and next thing you know, 30 or 45 minutes have gone by, and you have been in the flow You've given your body a rest. And what happens is that parasympathetic nerve system starts to balance out. You go from fight or flight to rest and relaxation. And so, uh, you know, what took me into this was the Veterans Administration. My wife and I were looking for opportunities for me to kind of pair up with her yoga and Pilates. What could Carrie do of a physical nature? Right. And we found this program that the VA had created a whole health program. Whole health meaning whole life healing for an individual. You don't just have to go to the doctor, take medicines, and go home. It teaches play a part in your own health. Be a part of a community. Have a good diet. Do contemplate. Uh, contemplative issues like uh, uh, activities like yoga, tai chi, things that relax your body. So it doesn't teach you just to rely on someone else for your health. It teaches the veterans to have a whole health concept. And so at the same time, we also read that the VA had approved tai chi as a form of integrative health for veterans. So that sounded like really, really interesting to me. So I went through this training program and got certified and now I'm in the VA system. So uh, VA sends me direct referrals that I receive. I accept the veteran, and they typically get up to 30 free Tai Chi sessions, or we like to say comp complimentary sessions that's insured through the VA uh, administration. So uh, they have determined what a strong effect that Tai Chi has on PTSD. Uh, it was very interesting to me, but it it didn't really hit home till I started working with veterans and seeing the after effect of doing a Tai Chi session with me. Uh, it's life changing. Uh, yeah, to to see someone walk in the room that's uh, clearly suffering from some form of trauma or anxiety and to settle into some movements and tell you at the end of that 20 or 30 minute session, I feel so much better. 
I haven't felt this calm in years, you know. Uh, so Tai Chi, the Chi basically means in Chinese medicine, energy. So uh, you and I, we're in Baton Rouge, Louisiana. We go to bed and we wake up and we had a really bad night of sleep. We go, oh, man, my energy's so low. <laughs> you know, I don't right. know how I'm going to make it through a day. Coffee is generally the yeah, answer. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> Coffee, other um, non-prescribed items <laughs> to get people through the day. Right, yeah. right. So uh, what they say is my chi isn't flowing. They believe that illness, sickness comes from blockages of energy that flow through the meridians. Okay. I won't get too deep into that, but it's similar if you ever get acupuncture. Mm-hmm. Acupuncture so put needles in you along the meridians to help you heal. That's what Tai Chi does. We're doing movements which affect the energy in your body. So, Very cool. And yeah. so, I mean, what type of training did you have to go to, through to get to the point where you're able to teach this? Yeah, it was, uh, I've been in training more or less. Uh, I got my initial certification was about a four-month period to begin become as a beginner. Uh, since then, I've been trained uh, probably for the last two full years. I've taken it deeper into uh, certified to teach adaptive Tai Chi, which is for people uh, in wheelchairs, amputees, paraplegics. Um, I also have taken it further uh, with uh, another art called Qigong, which is a f- Qigong is kind of the head of it all, and Tai Chi is a form of Qigong. Qigong focuses on the internal energy of the body, helping you remove blockages and feel more energetic. Um, so I, I would say uh, to get where I'm at today, it's about two, two and a half years that I've, I'll spend a lifetime learning things. Right. There, there's just, there's so much. Um, and, and I just, right now I'm focused on making sure that I can provide my clients the specific needs they need whether it's, like I said, Parkinson's, cancer, anxiety. Uh, and uh, uh, I'll continue. It, it's just so fascinating. You, you just want to learn as much as you can. Right. And then once you get that, you know, you're in your craft, you want to perfect it. Or you Correct. want to get as close to perfect yeah, as you can. Exactly. So it's this ever-evolving, consistently learning phase of life you kind of find yourself in that you don't see an end yeah, in sight. Right. But, you know, being able to recognize how much energy it brings you is always this self-fulfilling, like, I'm going to keep going each yeah, and every day yeah. with it. Now, did I ever stay, late up, stay up late at night on a Thursday night at 10, 30, 11, <laughs> reading about banking accounts and checking accounts? Probably not. But Nobody got, reads about banking? Come on. <laughs> well, it, it, banking's a beautiful thing, but it just wasn't my thing. You know, and it's you, so you didn't eagerly pick up the banking book and say, "Let me read about <laughs> all the different yeah. financial products we can offer within the institute." Right, but man, I tell you, I have a library of Tai Chi books, and I can't put them down at night because uh, you know there's there's something for everybody. Yeah, it's it's and everyone has that unique thing that they gravitate towards, yeah. and then whenever they become so passionate about it, it slowly builds up this initial intent to gravitate towards that as well because right. you're you're not really selling it you're just through your experience you're describing what you feel when you do it and people have that connection to right. you it's well hang on i kind of want to learn about maybe i'll put down my banking book give me that chi- <laughs> give me that tai chi book over here real yeah, quick right. let me learn a little bit about it <laughs> so when, when you decided to leave the the corporate um world behind and come to your wife and say look i'm going to come into the business how did that conversation go and kind of what steps were taken to achieve not only a happy business relationship, but a happy marriage? <laughs> yeah. You know, uh, she was so supportive. I mean, uh, I guess it starts off with who she is. Uh, she is so, I, I keep using the word passionate, but, uh, I definitely up married. <laughs> you mar- we married. We married. A, a, a lot of us rungs. men can recognize we married up. You know. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> and she's just a very kind person. And and when she is working a client's menu and 
and looking at what the doctor said, eat and don't eat. I mean, her focus is, is it's, you know, it's pretty relentless. You know, uh, she's going to tell them what's good for them, and she's going to hold them accountable. And, and she's tough, but her clients know how much she cares about them through her actions. Uh, it's hilarious that, you know, we'll, uh, we'll be strolling through the grocery market and we'll be passing the cookie aisle and we'll see some, <laughs> some clients darting off from the cookie section when they see Paula coming. But, uh, they say, oh, no, I'm, I'm passing you to get to, get yeah, to the, yeah, the vegetables, yeah, yeah. you know, the fruit and veggie section. It's, it's over this way. I've just got to, you know, really run quickly through this aisle of cookies. I'm not grabbing anything, I promise. Right. So, you know, she, it was it was an easy conversation because, A, she knew that uh, she knew that it was something that would mean a lot to me to be able to provide a service that helped people feel better. B, it was something she was extremely passionate about it already. And C, you know, wow, she's overloaded already, right? I mean, running this business on my own, uh, it's it's going well and i'm getting busier boy would it be great to have two bodies here you know so do y'all not have any employees within the studios it's, it's just the two of us right okay. and so uh we're not a we're not a health club right you just just show up and use our rower that kind of thing we, every person that comes in our door is we have a customized specific workout or program for that person they get our full attention and uh, i think they love it uh, you, you that's what you get when you come to Alive and Well. They know we're going to greet them at the door. We got healthy snacks. If you just want to sit down on the sofa here and talk for a little while, you know, um, everybody tells us it feels so comfortable here. It feels so comfortable here. And uh, so, uh, yeah, it, it was quite a relief for me because, you know, I didn't know how it was going to go because, you know, you're in the corporate world and it's stable and you've got benefits and all that kind of thing going on. And all of a sudden you can, well, we're going to be both self-employed. How are we going to do that? <laughs> you know, what, what, is, what is that going to look like in the long yeah. term? And, uh, so, uh, you know, here we are three years later and, and we continue to grow. Uh, we love what we do every day. And, and it just, like I said, in the, I've told you before, we've created a nonprofit now that, uh, uh, it's called Lighthouse for the Body, Soul, and Mind. And its purpose is to provide education for the less fortunate in areas of the body, soul, and mind. You know, okay. So uh, the people that can't have access to that, we, we want to have workshops. We want to have programs. Uh, we have a deep affection for uh, active agers or, or, or the elderly. Uh, both of our uh, passion is with helping people because they're so wise and they have so much energy and so much uh so much more to give and so uh we want to have dance nights and movie nights and talk about you know the nutrition and health aspects of line dancing you know there there's all kinds of fun things that we plan on doing uh through our program with the, the nonprofit. so how, how did you get to starting this nonprofit? that i'll tell you that was 100 percent my wife's idea um, I, I was, you know, just kind of blinded by the light going to, I was just getting comfortable with being a small business owner again and, and working for, uh, alive and well, my focus was on, okay, learn as much Tai Chi as I can take care of the books, help Paula as much as I can. And then she comes, Hey, uh, why don't we create a nonprofit? <laughs> and I was like, Whoa. <laughs> And so we talked about it, and she showed me her vision. She explained, you know, this was an educational tool. Uh, there's just uh, there's a lot of people out there that are getting improper health. They're not doing eating right, exercising, overwhelmed by uh, stress. These are opportunities for us to help those people that can't afford it. And so uh, we've slowly moved forward with that. Uh, uh, in the last three months, I've been going out to various parks in the area on Saturday morning and doing free Tai Chi. So uh, uh, putting up signs, getting the words out on social media, and uh, we've, we've built up to 15 or 20 people that just show up 
and experience Tai Chi. And so I look at those types of things as gifts to the community that I can do. I can, right. I can go out. I can do Tai Chi and introduce it to people that have never heard of it before or thought, there's no way I could do Tai Chi. And so they come out and uh, to see the smiles, you know, it's, it's, it's a, a wonderful feeling to see uh, someone know, learn a new art and feel better doing it and not have to pay. Right. Well, and I feel like so much and part of what you do revolves around educating people on about this, about the benefits of what you have to offer. Yeah. And so what kind of educational paths or platforms are you all utilizing to accomplish that? Uh, so at the studio, we have created a, a library. Uh, it's a, it's an informational library in which, uh, uh, it's got every topic you could ask about it. So we make ourselves available regardless of the topic. Um, uh, so uh, blessed to be able to do coaching and, and, and leadership. I have a career co- coaching counseling uh, certification as well. So I work with college-age students that need help determining their career path forward that may have been lost. Um, we advertise it mainly right now through social media. Uh, we just uh, we just went live with our brand new website last week. Thank you, Mesh. Uh, Mesh is a past guest of the show. Oh, uh, we uh, we they're our landlord. <laughs> we rent from them, so we're blessed. Uh, but we uh, we went to them and said, "We need you to make us look good. We need you to help us spread our message." And uh, Taylor and his team, wow. Uh, it's beautiful, you know, as far as uh, what it offers and what it says and its look. And so we're very grateful. So we use social media. We use our website and word of mouth. Uh, we're looking forward soon to be doing some workshops uh, in, uh, where we work together. To, again, doing the body and soul thing. Paula, talk about the benefits of nutrition, and then I'll do the benefits of exercise and Tai Chi. Gotcha. Yeah. That's incredible, though. Yeah. So, like, are the are, are the discussions around the dinner table focused around the business? Are you all able <laughs> actually to separate yourselves from the business and personal life? You know, it's funny. Uh, it depends. Uh, we're usually, you know, I'm definitely the uh, the extrovert of the two. Uh, she's more introverted, and so at, after a full day of working with people. She's ready to go chill on the couch with the <laughs> she dogs. She wants to unplug and have some relaxation time. Yeah, big time unplug. And me, I'm, what's next? What's next? Yeah, you're what wired. You yeah. Um, so, you know, uh, it, it's gotten now, I'm, I'm, uh, I've gotten over a dozen, 15 or so veterans that I do t- Tai Chi for via Zoom. So I've got veterans all over uh, uh, East us and so a lot of them like to start early in the morning so i'm getting uh i'm getting trained i'm an old school late late night guy but lately you know six and six thirty in the morning i'm have to be ready prepared have a workout prepared music done and choreographed perfectly for that individual um so uh we're getting to bed earlier and earlier than we used to be i guess <laughs> age is catching up with us but uh Hey, there's no, nothing wrong with an early bedtime. <laughs> Look, we, we, we put our, our, our kid to bed around like 7, 7.30, and then we're about an hour, hour and a half to follow. So the early bedtime is not just for those of age. How old is your, your child? Uh, he's about nine months. Oh, wow. He's... So, but he's, he sleeps. It's exciting, huh? It, it's very exciting, very exciting. We get about 11, 11 and a half hours of sleep out of him. So we're, we're very <laughs> blessed and fortunate that with that. That is amazing. Um, but, yeah, the, the early to bed early to rise is kind of you figure out what works for your life. Yeah. You know, if you're work great at four thirty, five o'clock in the morning, like I do, then you're up that time and you're getting work done. Right. Right. Those that have to do the shift for their actual job is like, it can be, it can cause some stress. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so being able to figure out how do we combat that? How do we get past it and make it work for the sake of the clients? I'm sure it's like an ever evolving battle. Right. Right. So, we talked a little bit before we kind of started filming about the workplace anxiety, the workplace mentality of especially going through COVID and going through this dynamic shift in 
work from home, back in the office, work from home, back in the office, hybrid mix. There's a lot that's been happening to the mental state of employees and employers. What have y'all seen on y'all's side for people coming in looking for some help? And then what have you been able to provide them in order to accomplish that? Yeah, uh, every day, you know, uh, I, I find uh, we've got a lot of clients that uh, have so much on their plate that, that it's, slow, it's hard to slow down. It, it, it's, wait a minute, you're asking me to stand here and slowly move <laughs> and listen to you? And it works. It, it, it's it's amazing. Uh, you combine, but you can't just you can't uh, sacrifice any of the discipline to it. You you have to include the breathing, the movement, the visualization, the metaphors. You have to really be prepared to take them away, right? And so, um, uh, Paula being on the more of the physical side of helping clients with workouts and that kind of thing. It, you know, people are coming in tired and anxious and sore. And uh, her most popular session probably is restorative yoga. And, you know, to me, it's a little piece of heaven. You know, Paula, you know, uses the bolsters and puts them in position. The positions are very slow moving. You more or less just relax into the bolsters. And she brings essential oils around. She plays music. She tells them which moves to make. And the people come out totally renewed. So if anything, we help people slow down. Uh, because I think that's probably the, the biggest thing we see is they get in there and they're just they're trying to find the way to slow down. And uh, we incorporate all the tools that we have from the, uh, the actual Pilates and yoga to the infrared sauna, which relaxes them down and heals inflammation and then we put them in that zero gravity chair they're familiar with what that does but well, what, what does it do okay so it's a it's a chair like this except it's got a couple buttons on it and what it does is it kicks you back all the way upside down eh, about this high and its focus is to put your feet above your head and your heart does a couple things it relaxes you it puts you in a parasympathetic situation where you go more into a rest or relaxation so anytime your feet are above your heart you become more relaxed it also if you've been on your feet all day it helps spread out your spinal cord get the circulation going and take some of that pressure off your feet so a lot of people like to tag team the infrared sauna and then go sit in the infrared i mean into the uh zero gravity chair and relax so uh we call it the peace room the peace room okay yeah we uh we have guided meditations on a big screen and uh we we you know we consult with them hey what are, what are you in the mood for today you know you want to go in the mountains you want to go uh on the beach and we can pull up relaxation videos uh, some people prefer uh biblical studies so we put bible studies up for them and so we uh everything is customized we try to make it a place where everybody feels comfortable and can slow down. Right. Yeah. So, uh, you know, I've, I've seen an effect on my own life. I mean, I, uh, I guess doing it every single day, you know, I'm blessed to be able to do something that helps with anxiety, relaxation every single day of my life. And I remember running those hallways of corporate world t- stressed to the tilt. And now, man, I'm just relaxed and slow going. It's really had a positive impact on me. Yeah, you're, you're easier going even within your own business life. Right. I mean, that's when, when you look at, at different entrepreneurs or different business leaders and they're on social media, they constantly are talking about this 24-7 work ethic right? in order to achieve something. And while that may be true for some situations, it's not necessarily the truth for everybody. Right. And recognizing that at a certain point in time, you can tap out. Yeah. Like you need to tap out at a certain <laughs> point in time. It almost comes with the effect of you're trying to push yourself so hard for the detriment of your own health. Yeah. You know, and having the conversation around, you want to be around to enjoy 
your life. The success you've achieved through your businesses and through the time that you've spent working on something, at some point or another, you have to start kind of enjoying that. Now, if you enjoy within your craft and you enjoy within your work, great. You're yeah. you're winning. You're yeah. winning at that point. <laughs> yeah. But if there is that point in time where you want to be able to disconnect from that job, disconnect from that business that you're operating and just have a few moments to yourself, to your family, to your loved ones, you have to be able to unplug. Right. And so many entrepreneurs or individuals that just have this sense of always being attached and always being in everything, that unplug is almost impossible to yeah. achieve. But it is so important for people to at least try to get to that state where they can relax and unplug, even if it is just for a half hour, 45 right. minutes or an hour. Like there's there's 24 hours in a day. If you sleep, there's less. But you can accomplish everything you need to and just find a few minutes to unplug and unwind. And you'll find yourself probably become more productive within that. You will be more productive. You'll be more happy. Surround yourself with good people. That, that's the key. You know, don't feel like you have to do it all yourself. <clears throat> Create a great team that can take some of that load off of you and communicate that mission from top to bottom. 100%. All the time. Let them know this is our mission and this is what we want to achieve and I want you to help me get there. And as an entrepreneur, you feel better. You feel like, hey, I've got a team that understands the mission and I don't have to do it all myself. You know, and uh, uh, it, it'll help them. You, you know, the, the, it's beautiful to have something, like I said, to uh, be so passionate about, whether it's your brick-and-mortar business or you're teaching Tai Chi. Uh, it's a wonderful thing. And so I always say, you know, if you're not satisfied where you're at, keep pushing, keep finding uh, the thing that uh, brings magic to you. Hundred percent. So as we kind of start to wind down the show, yeah, we have a set list of questions we like to ask everybody. Okay. The first one is, what is something you did as a kid you wish you could still do today? You know, I, I mentioned music. Uh, that was a big, big part of my life growing up. My dad loved music, and my mom as well. Uh, and uh, I remember my first job was at Bedar Grocery Store. I was a cashier. I started out as a bag boy, and, man, I would get paid on Friday afternoon, and I would jump in my 74 Toyota Corolla, and I'd drive all the way down Florida to New Generation, and I'd start flipping through records, man. They were like $3.99 a piece, brand new. And I would spend hours in there. You know, I got to know all the employees, and, you know, thankfully it's making a comeback. There's a lot more little record stores here in town, but, Back in the day, I would spend hours looking at record stores and looking at music and going to concerts uh, at the Assembly Center back then is where they had all the concerts, believe it or not, in the PMAC. In the PMAC? I so didn't know that. When I started LSU and moved into Hodges' dorm right next door to Tiger Stadium, I remember a span of time, Bruce Springsteen and the E Street Band, uh, George Strait, Huey Lewis in the News, we would just go down, empty our dorm room, go down the the walkway there and go see a concert at the PMAC. But it was called the Assembly Center back then. So there seemed like there was concerts all the time. I miss that. Uh, and then uh, when I got to college, a good friend of mine opened a record store off of Corsi Boulevard, and I worked for him. I say worked for him for 10 years. It was, <laughs> you know, I wouldn't get a paycheck. You were there all uh, the time. You know, I had a time <laughs> card, and I'd, I'd get records all week long and I'd write the, the cost on the back. And when he'd pay me, I'd get like 10 bucks, you know? And, uh, so if we would sit around and people would come shop records and talk for hours, you know, it was so, it was, it was a good time. So I, you know, I kind of miss, uh, the opportunity to do that. That was kind of like a little hobby of mine. Yeah. So, so what are, you, you've been all over the map when it comes to career employment and jobs, and then now you're working for yourself with your wife. What are three lessons you've learned along the way? Yeah, I, I'm glad you prepped me on that one. This, that I had to think about it, and uh, I came up with a few. Let's see. One is uh, you're always on stage. Okay. And what I mean by that is uh, when I was doing uh, 
corporate world and working with people. And then when I got into corporate education, I would try to uh, coach and train and say, look, everybody's watching you, whether you love your job or you hate your job. And you never know where you're going to go with this. So if you're managing people or leading people, be consistent. Be a consistent leader. Be motivated and know that people are watching how you behave. Can you handle and maintain your composure when things go downhill? You know, so can you maintain your composure when things are good or when things are challenging? So um, that was one. Two, always do your best. Uh, and my thought behind that was kind of going back to that that opportunity of walking out that door that day thinking I was getting laid off and being offered a job for the Downtown Business Association. It's because it's important to always do your best, not going to work and let your motivation get you down if you're not motivated. So do your best, go into work, work hard, get as much as you can done, uh, and, and give your best to the people that have hired you because you never know what could happen tomorrow that opens the doors to a new career. Yeah. Right? So do your best. And then the last one, uh, it, to me, the, the biggest lesson I've learned through all this, these roller coaster rides is for me, at least in my world, it's always come down to serving others. Yeah, you know, it, it, it was the key to my career downtown. It was the career, the key to what I'm doing today. It's, you know, I, I love sharing this skill with people that helps them feel better. And, you know, the rewards are going to come. You know, if I, if I go out and provide complimentary Tai Chi to a group of people and it changes their life, I'm going to get clients down the way. I'll find a way to be able to have a career and do, make a living out of it. Right? Yeah. So those are three of the key things I learned is, is, you know, I maybe probably learned that through all my mentors growing up in, in corporate education and training. Uh, you know, the mindset was to help people be the best they could be. And so each day, you know, uh, when they came into work, try to spread that message. And so I guess that kind of taught me. I, I remember years and years ago working at Hibernia, I had just started. We were in the big downtown building, and I don't know if you were, ever went in there, but it was uh, the corner of 3rd and Main. And you would walk into this huge lobby, and they had glass windows up above. And that's where the president of the bank, his office was up there. And every day around noon, we'd get real busy. The line would come out the door. I mean, man, it was, it was stressful. And I was working the desk. I was opening accounts and helping people. And the president would walk to that window, and he'd look down at me, and he'd hit his watch. Like, you're taking too long. <laughs> so I was like, you're always on stage. Yep. You know, he was watching me. He was watching how we reacted to uh, the people out the door, and we were totally focused on customer service and helping others. So we worked together as a team to get that line knocked out. Love that. So what is something you love about Baton Rouge? I've, I've always loved Baton Rouge. Uh, uh, I thought of, uh, I don't know if you like old TV shows. You ever watch Andy Griffith? I can't say that I have. It's an old old TV show. I, I know I know of it. I just can't say I've watched it. Yeah, it's a, it's a it's an old TV show about this small town, and uh, the the story is about this sheriff Andy, and he manages. He's the sheriff of this small town, and little bitty small town in North Carolina. And apparently, he was like the high school superstar, and he dated the homecoming queen. The homecoming queen had moved away to New York City for bigger and better things. And on their 10-year reunion, she comes back to town in this episode, and they kind of get back together. And they're dating, and you're thinking, oh, this is going to be a big thing. And she goes, well, we're going to – I can't wait to see where we go and, uh, when we move back to New York. And he goes, yeah, I, I don't want to move back to New York. I'm happy here. And she goes, well, why would you settle for this and not – want to move to New York it has everything and he goes why would I leave something or somewhere where I already have everything I need and he loved that town 
and uh, and they went their separate ways. But, you know, I know at any good, given time, I, I have all these things that I love. I can jump in my car. One of my favorite things to do is to drive to Baton Rouge Beach and walk the lakes. I've got all the mileages marked out. There was a time I used to run those lakes. Uh, <laughs> I need to get back on the varsity sports bandwagon and get running with the crew again. But, you know, I, I love LSU campus. I have my tickets to all the sporting events. I mean, that's just who I am. Uh, my family is here. I have, you know, I grew up in Our Lady of Mercy, Catholic High, LSU. That was uh, my pathway in life. And so most of my friends I've had since first and second grade. And I, I can't imagine finding that anywhere else. You know, everywhere you move, you're going to have challenges, things that you don't like. But, uh, you know, I, I don't ever see myself leaving Baton Rouge. It's just uh, it's where I feel comfortable and want to be. Yeah, it's that place everybody calls home. Yeah. So for the final question, what can I do to help you? Well, if you uh, – this is a tough one. If you hear of anybody that's stressed and overwhelmed. <laughs> I think I know of a few people, maybe one or two or three or all of us in the studio over here. <laughs> maybe yeah. we should have started with that. Started with like a quick 15-minute Tai Chi lesson. <laughs> we had a whole different episode. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. You'd be surprised. But, but yeah, anybody that uh, if you hear uh, there's this – this wonderful place in Baton Rouge called Alive and Well, and uh, there's a husband and wife team, and, you know, their sheer goal each day is to find ways to help people feel better. You know, you need to call them. Uh, uh, that's that's what we're here for. And uh, So what is the best way for someone to get a hold of you or learn a little bit more about what you'll have to offer? You know, check out that beautiful new website. Okay. <laughs> it's uh, www.feelaliveandwell.com. Feelaliveandwell.com. Spelt, all spelt out, A-N-D as well. Perfect. And we're going to link all that up in the show notes and make sure to link y'all's social media pages as well. Oh, that'd be wonderful. So everybody can find everything for y'all. Thank you. So, Carrot Man, thank you so much for coming on the show. I really appreciate your time and having this little bit of unwinding <laughs> ability over the last hour or so. So thank you. I really appreciate it. Um, and thank you, man. Thanks, same here. It's been a pleasure. Absolutely. And for everybody else listening or watching, whatever platform you're consuming us on, I want to say thank you for tuning in each and every week. I really appreciate it, and the guests do as well. If you're in the corporate world or you're running your own business or maybe just life has got you very fast-paced and you don't know how in the world you're going to be able to slow down or when your next slowdown is, check out Alive and Well with Carrie Ruiz and see if there's something in there that fits your calendar and fits your needs, and just take that time for yourself. Like we have – one life to live. Make sure you're living it to the very best you can. We all need some time to slow down every now and again. So take care of yourselves and make sure you're doing what you can for your health and your wellness and keep on trucking on. Thank you all so very much. This has been the latest episode of the Patty G Show brought to you by the amazing people each and every week. You're going to hear a little bit more about them right now. So you're home for a $399 flat fee with Falaya. No, seriously. Falaya will list your home on the MLS and help you get all the way to the closing table for as little as a $3.99 flat fee. Our online platform is insanely easy to use and will save you thousands. If you're thinking about selling your home in 2022 and want to keep more of your hard-earned equity in your pocket, you need to check out Falaya. Falaya, real estate reimagined. Thank you all so very much for listening to this episode of the Patty G Show brought to you by Government Taco. They're located on the corner of Government Street and Jefferson Highway. Jay is always slinging up a new taco of the month. So if you're a frequenter to Government Taco, let us know in the comments what you thought about this month's taco of the month. If you're not a frequenter, maybe trying out this month's taco might just convert you. Big thanks over to them at Government Taco for making the Patty G Show possible. Imagine taxiing on a plane looking toward the end of the runway. It seems so far away, it's even hard to see it. And that's what the concept of retirement probably felt like when you were in your 20s, 30s, and 40s, way far in the distance, not visible or even a concern. But as you turn 50, something happens. Retirement suddenly seems like something real, something not too far away. In your 50s, you are rolling down the runway. Retirement is getting closer and closer, faster and faster, weeks and months zipping by. But are you even ready for a successful takeoff to retirement? Fear not. 
there's still runway left, but the time is now. Time to make progress and time to get a plan. The Runway Decade will help you get organized, get energized, and give you the direction you need to take off to your desired retirement. The Runway Decade, building a pre-retirement flight plan in your 50s. Thank you to Mercedes-Benz of Baton Rouge for making this show possible. Nick Pentis is a past guest. We love having him on. Listening to him talk about the culture they have over at Mercedes-Benz of Baton Rouge is really an incredible thing to hear. How they treat not only their employees, but every customer that walks through the door. You are more than just a number to them. They're going to give you that white glove concierge service every step of the way. They're going to make you feel like family and take what can be a stressful time in people's life. Shopping for a car, they're going to make it so enjoyable and so pleasurable. You're going to want to go back there time and time again for every new vehicle. Thank you so very much for Mercedes-Benz of making this show possible. Thank you so very much to Mallard Bay Outdoors, the Airbnb for the outdoor sportsmen. If you're looking to book a hunt or a fishing trip, this is the platform to use. They were a past guest of the Patty G Show. We got to learn all about what they're doing from the ground up. They are really revolutionizing the booking process for hunts and fish all across the country for your next hunting or fishing experience or maybe your corporate retreat you're looking for something to do for your employees book a hunt or a fishing trip with mallard bay outdoors and they will take care of you every step of the way from organizing it with the guides and the captains to making sure you can take care of them at the end of the trip mallard bay outdoors a proud sponsor of the patty g show Yeah.